Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every single week and discuss the important things in life, like whether I'll be able to come up with a good name for a character for my new D&D game that I'm playing just after this while we're doing the episode. Fun fact, I'm going to be very distracted. It's not going to be a good episode. Hope everyone enjoys. Um, This week we have with us Adam Perry, also known as Red. Hello. Uh, we also have Alfred Clark, known as Penny Blue. Hello. We have Emily Kuklinski, down on all the social medias, as, em- as the punny Emily. Hello. <laughs> and we have me, as your host, Ismay Hutton, also known as a teacup gamer. Uh, so this week, my dudes, we are talking about breaking the rules, because you've, you've tuned in to the bad boys of Dungeons and Dragons. That's what we are. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> So we're gonna like we're like everyone like sit back, get out your lollipops, do that cool funny thing where it looks like you're like smoking a cigarette with them, um, but don't smoke because it's bad for your health. This has been your crit chat reminder for the day. But we're talking about breaking the rules. Um, so basically, we're yeah. Uh, there there are certain times in the game where you throw the rules out the window because you don't want to bother with them, or you think that something cool could happen if you don't do the rules. Or you don't do this and you stick to the rules like a square, like an actual square, and everyone everyone thinks that you're super totally lame. I um, feel personally attacked. <laughs> okay, well I guess we're starting with Alfred then. Alfred, are you are you coming out right now as a square? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm not. I, I, I mean, I'd, I like to think that I'm not a turtle square. Um, I at least have rounded <laughs> corners. A square would say, <laughs> round corners. Squares would say that they're not squares. Um, also, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, uh, I don't care if I'm a square. Ooh, ooh! Now we've um, kind of gone back into being cool, not caring. Is <laughs> pretty. Cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think there are many. I, I, I tend I tend to be someone who likes to um I mean I, I the rules are there in order to create situations that I didn't expect and that's kind of the fun of the game for me. Um but uh yeah I think you know there there, there are some times to ignore the rules. Yeah, shall I, do do you want me to throw exam- an example out? Oh hell yeah. Shall Fuck we, it. Shall we are we going? Sh- shall we shall we do this podcast that we do? I think we shall. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so like um, to call back to a previous episode of Crit Chat, I think I, I think I think it was a Crit Chat episode where I heard this before, but um, it might have been Kai, I want to say. But the idea of when you when when a player wants to like intimidate another player or something like that, um, in order to make it not just literal mind control, um, <laughs> he or whoever whoever it was who suggested this, um, uh, and now me. Um, <laughs> Where I stole this from, like a bad boy. <laughs> Not gonna put like to put I know, exactly. like a bad you see? boy. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. We're back on the bad boy track. I'm into it. <laughs> But yeah, I, just the idea that you don't use that as um, like because I, I, I think I think rules as written is pretty much just like you know it, it works. I I don't even know if there mm. is a rule for using your 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 um, social skills on other players, but um, the idea that. Um, you don't have to take the result of the dice as gospel and uh the it, as just kind of a nice um player thing like uh the idea that the affected the player who's affected by the role um always has always has the ability to like say that it 
you know that it doesn't affect them basically like you don't set a dc for it you just see high how high they roll and then um let the player decide the affected player decide what happens interesting yeah um i i quite agree with you on that one in terms of when if uh when it's a player against a player i usually don't care about them rolling it's usually i think a role is for the benefit of the dm um whenever it's a yeah. player against player i tell the person if you want to convince them to join you you need to convince them yeah as a person as your character right now you need to convince them if you, both players mm-hmm. want to roll for it just as a sort of let's get a, a wee bit of help from the dice on this one then i would do persuasion against insight um or persuasion or deception against insight or whatever it is they're trying oh, to yeah. do but i usually don't leave it up to the dice in that regard it's usually quite easy to to convince a player um to do something yeah. that they shouldn't do anyway so <laughs> <laughs> i think there's yeah is, is it not more in the case of like if you're using like your your little asshole bard spells being like oh friends or doing things like that when it's like a um, like an in-game mechanic for it instead of like just you being like i want to go this way because i think that would be a little bit more difficult like say say like a player character cast friends on another one and you're like oh i have advantage on this like <laughs> charisma check so I maybe would, they would... just get to phrase it to you twice i don't know I would I would ask the the player under the effects of the spell. A are they okay with being under the effects of that spell? Because I'm always for making sure that everyone's on board with things like that. Um, yeah. But if the if and if they are, which they almost always are, because it's always funny, um, then I just mm-hmm. ask them to keep in mind that mind that they're under the effects of a spell, and we can always resort to dice rolls if need be. But I've never actually played with um, any players that have strictly went against um and tried to met a game against it they've always been down for it and they've always went along with what the story um is going with and it's always funny it's always fun yeah i would like to throw my hat into the conversation by a wait sorry article very 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 important first we are being the bad boys right now what kind of hat is it this is imperative so we know if you are in fact on team bad boys yeah um it it says (laughs) Too cool for you with intentional bad spelling and grammar. No, um, not intentional. It's those, yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't remember what the hats are called. It's like those wide rim hats, the flat hats, <laughs> the hats, the you know what I mean. Like every middle schooler wears Wait. them to be edgy. A, tra- a fedora trilby thing. No, they're like mm. a sun hat. A, what are you talking a about? No. Fedora. With a it's like it sunglasses. looks exactly like a baseball hat, except that it's. I mean, you're a Nebraskan, maybe a straw hat. <laughs> oh, a, a snapback. <laughs> yes, a snapback. That's yeah. what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't>... <laughs> <laughs> mine is a mine is a straw hat with attached sunglasses. I do like a straw hat. Like, look, a bad boy straw hat is very good. Look, I'm the only one who's allowed to make fun of Nebraska here. <laughs> I can also, say. I feel like from... I have I've gained the the right to make fun of the Nebraskans based on the horrors you have told me about <laughs> them. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna go to Nebraska and I'm gonna find out that it's no other Nebraskans. It's just you. It's just you with your weird. <laughs> well, let me just say, as someone who's lived in Nebraska for the past like 13 years, straw hats are like have no bearing as baseball hats and snapbacks are the dominating force of hat headwear i'm gonna go find a billion people in straw hats (laughs) (laughs) Um, everybody has throw throw your snap back into the ring (laughs) 
<laughs> I throw my snap pad into the ring. I, because I know that we're supposed to be really cool, I looked up on WikiHow how to be cool. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and it's especially for school, but I think this can apply for D&D as well. Oh, yeah. With such good quips as, uh, oh, hold on. Don't ditch your old friends. Act like it's all natural. You can spend ages on your hair and makeup and say that it takes one comb through, but oh, they will good. admire you because it would have taken them hours and it only takes you five or ten minutes, so. Ooh, what are we talking cool. about again? We're talking about how to be hmm? cool, Adam. God, that's all right, okay. <laughs> that's what this episode is all about. I drifted off. I thought we were on a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, same podcast, same bad content podcast. High, high, uh, the highest quality of podcast. <laughs> but I think the one thing that solidifies you being cool while mm. also breaking the rules is rule number seven, okay. which is value oh, no. your opinion above anyone else's. Um, and it says mm. like... So, for example, this is where style comes into play. The skaters have their <laughs> style. The plastics have their style. The nerds have their style, etc. We're all what differing. The a, <laughs> what the hell is a plastic? Oh, like uh, like the plastics, you know? Like they're they, like Barbie doll kind of gals. Oh, mm. right. It's a okay. word that I've never heard before, but immediately I was like, oh. Yeah, it's your Barbie and Ken dolls. I can't remember where it was initially from. Uh, mean Girls. Oh, it was from me. Of course, it was from fucking Mean Girls. Of course, it was from Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that you managed to make it tangentially relate to D anD D, which was a surprise. I think for everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what What would the Mean Girls be if they were D anD D characters? Oh <laughs> shit! I mean, oh have no, to I can some... answer this. They'd oh, be sucked by. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, I this again. We're, we're tangents upon tangents, but, like, I read this, like, great thing that I love more than anything, because, like, you're, you've got, like, your two, um, your two, like, vampire subsections of, like, succubi and incubi, yeah. but, like, they come from, like, the Latin, like, from, like, the, like, the succubi are, like, to succumb, and the incubi are from, like, I don't know, like, Angus or something, which is, like, to dominate, so, like, instead of it being, like, succubi or women and incubi or men, it's just, like, doms and subs, which is very good, so, like, you've got, like, doms and subs and, like, fucking vampiric lore, and that's excellent, in my opinion. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, mean girls. Cool. Mean girls, yes. Okay, oh, yes, like that girls. was the tangent that this tangent came from. I mean, I'd say, Re like, some kind of, like, bards. Yeah. Right? Like, because they, they have influence. That's exactly what they are. They're College of Whispers bards. Ooh. Like, that's more sinister, right? Like, I feel like, I don't know what they'd be, but, like... Maybe, I would say College of Lore, but, like, the lore of, like, fashion past and future, you know? But mm -hmm. I feel bards. They are absolutely College of Whispers bards that spread <laughs> secrets and lies. <laughs> no, never mind. That is very good. That's well, very, see, very I see, good. I see bards, but also, like, the College of Transmutation a little bit, too. Ooh, oh, yeah. They always get what they want. That's very good. I don't know. That's I feel like so that would be good. They're, like, in a trio. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, because, like, well, at least in, in Mean Girls, you've got, like, your trio, and they can, like, be from, like, different aspects of it. Well, That's excellent. Regina, Regina George could be a warlock, actually, because she's got the, um, <gasps> the, the burn book, and that's, like, yes. her book of evil deeds, like, the oh, Pact of the Tome. Fucking oh, my God. That's Absolutely. very good. That's so excellent. 
Okay, so wait, Regina George is the yeah warlock. The warlock. Very good. Gretchen Wieners has to be College of Whispers. What's Tits McGee? Um, whatever her <laughs> name is. There's uh, Gretchen. Gretchen Wieners has to be um uh, called uh College of Whispers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Amanda Seyfried. Oh, Ama- yeah, Amanda Seyfried. But like when she was, I, 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 mean, I, I think Amanda Seyfried is just. A, tr- a polymorphed broomstick that's been given a headband of intellect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she was human to start off with. Oh, I love her so much, but you're not wrong is the thing. Oh, I want to give her a class, but I don't know what it would be. I'd say, well, she, remember her boobs can tell when it's her raining. Boobs can so tell when it's raining. Druids, maybe? <laughs> Oh, that's very cute. <laughs> but like, I don't know if she's ever seen like a leaf or knows <laughs> what it is. She might be scared by plants. So I'm not sure if that tracks. Um, What's this episode supposed to be on? Breaking the rules. <laughs> Breaking the rules. Breaking, yeah, yeah. We've, Breaking the rules by we've... getting completely out of turn. Yeah. Like, we've broken we've the not... rules of Crit Chat, yeah. No, we've not broken the rules of Crit Chat. We've broken the rules of podcasts. <laughs> sure. this is on par for crit chat like man according to the wiki how staying true to you rule number five (laughs) is one of the ways to stay cool so we're really just staying on brand uh so 10 10 minutes later emily what were you going to say when you threw your hat into the ring yeah i mean this is the second like because we've been we've been steadily climbing back up the um the uh the, the, it's like it's like uh, Inception, but with uh, tangents. Yeah, we're coming up, and my God, oh, I'm God. looking forward to breathing the free air. <laughs> the top level. Like, but the worry about this is like the same amount of time has passed. We've still spent twenty fucking minutes talking exactly. bullshit. Nothing. We have yeah. a D and D game in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we can't run over. God damn it! Oh jeez. But yeah, sorry. What were you saying, Emily? Oh no, I was. I'm actually not a cool person, and I don't really break the rules very often. And so I had to go to WikiHow to make me feel better about being a part of this conversation. So uh, I'm going to value my opinion. I'm going to avoid being a bully, and I'm also going to be open-minded. And I'm mm. open mm. to breaking these rules with all of you guys. I'm, I'm not open-minded about someone snorting, but yeah. <laughs> Shut the up, last please. ones are like my favorite thing. I love them so much. Also, you've infected me with the laugh snorts. Like I never used to do like snort laughs, but now I do. And I feel like that's your thing. And I'm happy that it is transferred unto me because they are <laughs> the purest form of happiness in the world. It's true. Um, okay, we should get back on track. Um, okay, back on track. What does the wiki how picture look like because they're always buck fucking wild uh there are many pictures i will send them to you later what is what is what is the top i, I need you're you're a dm paint me a word picture about what like the main header picture of this article looks like and then people can google it later <laughs> or some shit i don't give a shit uh, i'm picturing well, brock lesnar maybe <laughs> this one's uh, a little different because it's all Ooh. illustrated and part one mm. of three of being cool at school is making a good impression. And it is a spiral notebook with three boxes uh-huh. checked with green check marks that all say, <laughs> take showers, brush your teeth, and use deodorant. 
absolutely use deodorant. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they know the audience of that article. <laughs> uh, but yes, Adam, you had like an actual thing, maybe, possibly. Or you okay. were going to talk more about what classes the the plastics would be. What are I the don't think I have I enough time care. to talk about the classes of the, the plastics, because then I would want to start um, doing the entire school. Um, so I've got well, a question okay. for everyone. In terms of rules versus rules as written, versus rules as intended, versus rules as whatever the fuck you want it to be... <laughs> If a player, say a player is on their field, uh, two field, talking about 5e, um, yeah. if a player is on two field death saves and there, you know for a fact that in this round of combat, no one can get to them and they've not passed any death saves so far, so they've got more chance of dying than they have of living, but you know that player is really, really attached to their character and yeah, you can see, you player deaths can be a thing, but also it is a game at the end of the day and if people yeah. want to be want to remain as their character you can always make a pact etc but the question is what do you want to do also wow i'm on the wacky how page yep (laughs) i also like that this is like this feels like a saw situation you've put me in now it's like what are you gonna do is Uh, what are you gonna do Like, it's it's you're actually dming the experience of someone being a dm like we're, we're in a D game now where we are all playing dms and you are dming us dms i have good. ascended to ultra dm that's so good you are the dungeon master master oh, <laughs> the no. dungeon dungeon master master <laughs> oh my god that's very good <laughs> fucking i'm your hero in chat savage as fuck just get him a fresh <laughs> blank character sheet savage to the end. wait hold the fuck okay um for me i would say like i i think that that death adds something to everything so in my thing i i say let the character die there but with the caveat of you talk to the player afterwards and be like, if you want to continue being this character, then you can. Like, we'll make there a way that that's able to happen. Even like, if none of the characters have like resurrection, whatever, we'll we'll make again the McElroy, um tried and true method of a stronger, more capable woman coming in to fix everything for you. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, because like, I think I think that taking away the ability for them to die at that moment takes away some of the kind of drama to the situation, which is something that I really like about D&D. Um, and then, yeah, so like the kind of, it will have the emotional impact of this player is fucking dead, but also with a, you can be revived. Unless you hate the player character, then fucking let them die. <laughs> oh yeah, if, if you hate the character, then they are, they're gone. They're not coming <laughs> they're back. They're gone as shit. Uh, what about you, Alfred? Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly the same thing of um, asking the player if they want to continue playing. I would probably do it straight away. I, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discuss it at all until uh, until it happens. Um, <laughs> but I would definitely like just ask at the table in the moment. I guess. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of there are loads of different ways you can go with it. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff about. Um, you know, a lot a lot of DMs uh, recommend like using that as a um, a way to an adventure seed. Basically, like you got to go to hell and pull your friend out of the clutches of the devil. Um, yes. Or if they, or the, the the only the only real problem, I guess, is that they will be essentially sitting on their hands for the rest of the, the, that session. Um, 
which may or may not be an issue depending on how long how long you've been going already i guess uh, but i think um you know there are ways to get around that with them either giving them some kind of like spirit effect or some kind of like post yeah some some kind of ghostly way to affect things or having having a, a backup character letting them play an npc for the rest of the session or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. i've always been really inspired by i I've, I've been meaning for ages to think of a really like concrete way of um uh having like ghostly effects in the game like i like my, my kind of gut is like uh if you can think of a of like basically giving the player the power to give their the other party members advantage on roles um but they have to come up with like a justification of like why 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 this player's connection to your dead character gives them advantage on this role if does that make sense well just in regards to that um matthew mercer released a class called the lingering soul which is basically if the if a character dies and there's no straight away you know way to revive them they can switch classes briefly to this lingering soul and they can act like a poltergeist or a ghost or something like that until they're able to fully reunite with their body or move on or whatever they want to do from there um and it's actually a real i've I've not had it been used um but i'm always i'm definitely open to it um and i really really enjoy the premise of it yeah i get like like i guess my feeling with that is like i really i really like that but it's also something that i wouldn't want to use for more than once or twice i guess yeah i'd say maybe once campaign or something i don't know it's tough because and that's why i'm saying like i I like the idea of uh, the player kind of sort of abstractly granting advantage on things and then being able to justify it and i'm always really I, i i keep thinking about this um this game called um Brothers: The Tale of Two Sons. If you guys, yeah, that. I know it. Okay, yes, go on. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> I'm referring to the very end of that game uh, and the, the the like the way that you um, finish the very final part of the game, uh, which I guess I which I guess I'm not gonna spoil. So I mean, this is a very bad example for people listening, but <laughs> like, okay, like the skip ahead like two minutes if you don't want to be spoiled. But the end of this game that is like five thousand years old. Or just like... do that la la la. Oh yeah, do the but la it, la. I la mean, thing. a spoiler for this game really does ruin the experience. I think. Yeah. But, um, okay, that's fair. Be vague. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay, so I mean, at at the end of the game, I won't be even though this is now spoiler territory i won't be totally perfectly exact but like you're yeah. like you are you effectively use your connection between the two brothers to have the one brother succeed at swimming across this bit of water right yeah and like that's the like that's the that is the single point of that game is like that one moment where you like press pull the pull that uh pull the trigger on the controller and it starts to rumble and then you can swim even though this character can't isn't supposed to be able to swim and that is the essentially the effect that i would like in uh to to just kind of have as a mechanic for the rest of the session in which you died i guess yeah uh, that's really cool like so would it is it just for like combat things would you say like you know inspired by the fact that this thing killed me you'll get advantage or is it like things like oh you you're at a tavern afterwards and someone challenges you to a bongos duel and (laughs) you remember that my character played the bongos and you remember that one bongos song that they played one time and this yeah definitely both of those yeah (laughs) 
bongo, bongo duel is extremely good um if i if i heard some ghostly bongo chanting i would definitely definitely be inspired yeah like the bongo's <laughs> yeah. idea i mean it literally like is the the, the word it's like the mechanic is actually called inspiration and that is the perfect word to describe what i'm that is uh, fair i guess i'm yeah yeah. Anyway. Emily, what about you? Uh, how, where do you fall on the uh, fuck it? I was going to say like Sophie's <laughs> Choice esque thing, but oh. honestly, this is a lot more harrowing than Sophie's Choice. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's like Sophie's Choice, <laughs> except worse. Um, no, uh, oh. what is, uh, yeah. So where, yeah, where do you fall on the scale of letting letting characters die in this? particular sitch um i kind of fall more on the letting them die aspect but it it differs it depends on what part of the campaign we're in if it's the very beginning and maybe they've had 10 sessions with the character i'm not gonna let them die like uh it'll be some deus ex machina shit that pops in or like i like I throw an NPC in the end of the mix that'll help them or I let the players discover something that brings them back. If it's if they've been with the character for a while, I think it's better to let them die and then to give the players if the players are really feeling really sad and depressed about it, I might give them a chance to do an Orpheus thing where they can kind of go into hell and uh, to be able to save them. But if the player has to die, I think it's not an immediate thing. I think that you wait a little bit to the end of the of the battle or of the conflict and uh give the player narrative decisions until the battle ends so let them hold on long enough maybe contribute in some small ways like um providing inspiration to the other characters or giving them uh some advantage helping other players give advantage to roles one thing that i did is i gave a player who was dying an inspiration dice and i'm like okay you can roll this every time now that you're down for the continuing throughout the rest of the battle and uh based on your role is how much extra damage this player that you help gets to give uh so that way they're still engaged because i yeah. never really like it when it's a really big thing and they can't do anything um or i let them i'm like okay mind you you're dying you're not going to recover from this but we'll let you keep fighting but you're going to be rolling at disadvantage until you bleed out there is a thing um if a character fails three death saves etc um caught you um i can't remember the exact name of it but essentially you give them a legendary action that they can use right then and there and it's to do whatever they want to within the realms of their actions etc and then you could always like you've said like you've said emily you could always continue that on with you get a set amount of legendary actions per round um maybe they can't directly influence the battle but they can always help out etc i'm just picturing like a half dead body crawling around just being like you got this buddy and that's a good <laughs> that's a good thing that i'm imagining <laughs> my brain that's fun yeah. for me um, <laughs> So I'm all for this idea of just, or like more, more that like that um, comedy fantasy trope of like 
they die and then keep coming back and go, the one more thing, kind of like oh, Columbo the, the, the death gem bastards. Carry. Yeah, yeah, mm. 100%. Um, We've got, oh god, now I have to do numbers. We've got Mr. 473100 in, in the chat who's saying, oh, just let them die and come back as a twin from a different part of the I world. I saw that story. Which is like, it's so what I want to <laughs> do. It's so what I want to do when my character dies. But like, I feel like it's such a cheat. But also, if they want to cheat, fuck it, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I have no rules in D&D. This is a bad... Uh... You should 100% have rules in D&D. <laughs> yeah, like, I do have some <laughs> rules, but, like, um, like this is this is why this episode is, like, a weird one for me. Because uh, I, when, I, when I first started D&Ding, D&Ding, when I first started DMing, um, I was very, very much at the first end of the scale of you stick to the rules and the rules are gospel. And if you can't do something within the rules, then you can't do it. But as time has gone on, I've had a lot more fun just kind of letting things happen every so often. Mm. Um, like, hey, let's put a little plug in here. Uh, like in one of the episodes of Half Damage, uh, it was Allie that was like, because um, like, yeah, she uses her um, magic through like the creation, uh, like brewing tea. And so she's like, oh, it's like, do I have like teacups? I was like, yeah, of course you have teacups. Like, why wouldn't you have teacups? That's how you use your magic. And just, at one point she's like, should, can I, should I like say, how, like, should we say how many I have so I just don't have endless teacups? I was like, I mean, sure. If you want to put rules in the game, sure, you can. <laughs> And have an endless supply of teacups and we came up with that because like i guess we're doing curse of strahd and it's supposed to be like a hard-ass campaign that i've just ruined oh great uh, <laughs> didn't like, we roll a dice or something i feel like we rolled a dice and we, we rolled did. really really high yeah she's got eight teacups <laughs> because that's the same way i got all my scones Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah, that yeah. was it. Yeah, that I was, am messing yeah. out. Apparently, if you are not l- listening to Half Damage currently, then hop on over to any podcast app that you have available. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> hey there, nerds! Thought it'd be a good time now as ever to jump from plugs into more plugs. Fuck it, let's just do a whole plug section. Uh, first off, yes, you just heard about Half Damage. You should totally listen to Half Damage. It comes out every other Monday. It is myself, Emily, Alfred, Allie, and Ian, your fave crit chatters, well, some of your fave crit chatters anyway, um, doing a Curse of Strat campaign, but unlike you've ever seen it before. It is dope. The next episode, if you're listening to this the day that this comes out, it is out in two days, two days. Um, it is the fourth episode, and oh my good sweet lord, there is a moment in it where if you don't cry, then you are a heartless monster, and that's just a fact. It's amazing, and like I'm having the most fun doing it, and it seems like everyone else is fucking enjoying it too. So if you want to listen to that, find Half Damage wherever you find podcasts and all that good shit. Um, we also have another podcast coming out under the kind of Crit Chat header. Um, that is uh, called Between Scorch and Shade, which Caillou is hosting and DMing. It has myself, Emily, Alfred, and Adam. Not the Adam that's in this episode. This Adam is Adam Perry. The Alfred that's in the is in Scorch and Shade is Adam Terry, because fuck us, I guess. <laughs> um, but yes, um, that's going to be a kind of cool, spacey adventure. Um, there's one episode out now. It came out last Monday. Um, and it is uh, going to be oh, awesome. Like the, the episode that just came out is an introduction to my character called El Fenech. 
um, because I don't want it to be pronounceable, I suppose. Um, it's really cool. If you want to listen to me essentially talk to myself in two different accents, neither of which I am very good at, then go and do that. It's a buck wild time. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, you should start listening to it. It's going to come out every Monday that Half Damage is not out. So if you've not, if you're hurting for us, every week doing some actual play D&D podcasts, then no more shall you be a hurtin'. Other plugs this week, you've got your usuals of myself and Alfred's Twitch channels. Alfred goes under Penny Blue on Twitch, that's twitch.tv forward slash Penny Blue, and I am on twitch.tv forward slash Gamer. Also, we've got space for ads here. This is what this bit was designed for. So if you have something that you want to advertise, if you're like, oh, I've got like a small business or I've got a podcast or whatever, and you want that to be on this, fucking hit up me up. Hit me up on Facebook or hit me up on Twitter. Uh, just go to our, our social media things and yeah, and we'll, we'll work something out. You can find us over on our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash crit chat, all one word, and on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash crit underscore chat. Um, if you either tag us on Twitter or give us the hashtag crit chat, then we will give you a little shout out on the show. Like Robbie A. McLeod, who, when we were doing a thing about where our name comes from, you know, Crit Chat, Crit stands for critical, like critical hit, critical miss, and chat, you know, it's Crit Chat. It's like a chit chat, Crit Chat, you know, it's a pun. Um, but apparently, he all this time thought it was shit chat. It was pun for shit chat, which is first off rude, second off cruel, third off mean, and fourth off, you got a shout out on the show, you rat bitch. Uh, you can also find us on our Discord. Um, as with everything, the link to that is in the description. You can find Crit Chat on all pod apps. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud under Crit Chat and on iTunes under Crit Chat. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Crit Chat. For as little as a dollar per month, you can really help us out. It lets us put out both of our podcasts on uh, SoundCloud so that you all can listen to it. But there's a lot of different rewards at different levels. So if you kick in any amount of money, you have our love and gratitude. But, you know, there's some extra cool shit. So go and check out the different rewards that you get at different tiers. And that would be awesome. But yes, for now, you can see us live on Tuesdays. And, like, maybe get into, like, the chat as a couple of people did during this episode. Um, you can find us over on A Teacup Gamer live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. BST. Or we will see you next week on Saturday. And I love you very much. See you next week. I'm quite along the same lines as you, Esme. I, I like to say, fuck the rules, but I also like to base it behind that rules, was... if that makes sense. So if a player wants to do something really, really, yeah, like, yeah. that it's not in the rules for, I'm like, sure, but I'll tie it to one of the existing rules so that in the future I can relate back to that if they attempt to do it again. Like, I don't know, talk to spiders. <laughs> you know, as you are wont to do. Alistair, I'm looking at you. Um. <laughs> this has been one of your classic crit chat call outs but yeah no I, I get what you mean like yeah you 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 base it in the rules and it like it kind of gives it a bit more legitimacy like that's yeah. nice like that i think i feel like regardless of whether you want to acknowledge them or not the rules still exist because if they didn't you'd, you'd probably end up playing honey heist or something which by the way honey heist is a fantastic one page game and you should totally play it um but i I, you should totally base everything you do on the rules but if the rules get in the way eh, (laughs) there are more guidelines than actual rules (laughs) exactly yeah i think i I think it comes up a lot in in like combat as well when people want to be because because there's nothing worse than combat which is like 
I hate him. <laughs> oh, it's so boring. So I definitely like, yeah. And and, and it's tough with um, fifth edition as it kind of it, like, yeah, it, like the the kind of modern um, D&D thing is not is, is not really built for people describing crazy stuff that they do, but you should definitely like roll with it. And, yeah, um, it leaves it up to the DM almost. When I, uh, in my latest, uh, so I run an Out of the Abyss session on Mondays. And in the latest session, um, they went up against this horrible slime creature. And the wizard in the party had done something that I didn't expect him to do, but he started describing what he was doing, how he was casting his spells. So he's like, I dip my hands into the water and watch them drip off and then flick it at the enemy and cast rare frost. And I'm sat there nervously sweating <laughs> because I love spell descriptions so much. And I was just like, you take that inspiration. <laughs> If you if you are a spellcaster and you oh, describe yeah. how you are casting oh, your spell and what materials you are using, oh. I I will just start to drip. It is you know, delicious. You should uh, you should probably listen to half damage. Yeah, uh, okay. I have a I have a I have a wizard there. Uh, we have a lot of good shit. Now. I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll get on it. <laughs> Damn right you will, and so will everyone else listening. Um, yeah, no, that that's fucking excellent. I am not super happy with the image of you dripping about this because i'm going to meet you in less than an hour and i like sweating <laughs> like like sweating stop taking it the wrong way i mean sweating i, know, but... I sweat nervously and then i take a drop of my sweat and i flick it and cast red frost <laughs> like a, a water genasi like a water genasi just dripping constantly oh, all the time. I am going to have a hot, sweet, fresh little vomit and we'll be back later, I guess. I'll, I'll give um, you a hug later on, it's fine. I'm good, I'm good actually. That's not one of the rules in how to be cool for school. Vomiting isn't cool. Vomiting isn't cool? Oh shit. Now I know why I wasn't popular in high school. It was the projectile vomit, I guess. True fact, number 147, wearing your sunglasses indoors makes you cooler than ice. 100%. This is a thorough list. To make yourself even cooler, wear two sets. And do that reveal, you know, where it's like you're wearing the double sunglasses. Oh, that's Absolutely. very good. Um, True fact, number 66. Uh, I love when I go to like Walmart and (laughs) they have like these old women's sunglasses that are meant to go over your prescription glasses and they're so thick with a double C it's just (laughs) they're so big and (laughs) it's just like "Mm, damn grandma I love your sunglass protection because it protects your glasses too and then granny's like thanks and we have a cool time. That's my grass. I, I know that this takes away <laughs> from my coolness level. Um, but hi, my my darling mother who listens to my show in support of me, even though she's never played D and D. I'm sorry that <laughs> Emily just dunked on the sunglasses that you wear and called you an old lady. But it's fine because I dunked on her mom before, so like I dunked on her mom, she dunked on my mom. It's yeah, reparation. There's mutual mum. M- Dunking. Mutual mum dunks. I hope my I hope my dad doesn't get offended. My, nah, he won't listen. <laughs> Is he? Oh, oh he no. absolutely, absolutely wears um those oh, yeah, stupid the, the sunglasses. Little clip-on boys. They're <laughs> awful. Yeah, I mean, mom, your yours look great, and I love you. Uh thank you for supporting me. Your weird idiot daughter um but the sunglasses are not cool uh, but... no i will say 
Wow. I never said they were uncool. I said <laughs> I love the grannies who wear them. <laughs> it's the grandmother's part that she might take issue with, I guess. She is a very grand, <laughs> grandiose mo- She's mother. She's a grand mother. That's fair. You know what? Yes. <laughs> Reparations made. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, that was a really quick ladder you built to dig yourself out I that know, hole. right? It wasn't digging down. It was all the way up. Fucking hell. climbed out there oh i want to think of like more like yeah i think one of the things with the actual topic that we're doing um with the whole like uh breaking the rules thing i think that uh one of the important things with it is the reason that that i ignore the rules not a lot i'm gonna go for some of the time because it makes me seem like more of a credible dm is the whole uh, it was put forward to us by the beautiful steven who is on one of the episodes before who gave me the phrase that i will use forever and always uh the rule of cool which it like just trumps every other rule uh of like if it looks cool and if it sounds fun fucking do it (laughs) story over rules or story over rules that's why I see. Yeah. Oh, I get. Okay, it took me a while to realize what the intonation was. <laughs> yeah, story over rules. <laughs> I got it. It's like a. I don't know if I brought this up before, but in the campaign I'm currently playing, uh, my friend Ronnie, who's lovely. Uh, oh, I love that name. Hi, Ronnie. Hope you're listening. If you're not, why the fuck not, Ronnie? <laughs> why are you listening to our podcast, Ronnie? Okay. Her nickname is Ron too. So right, just Ron. an overall cool person. And uh, she plays a dragonborn who has, uh, I don't remember the spell because I'm a terrible DM, <laughs> but she pretty much has like a, a message, oh, I yeah. think, where, you know, you can like talk to someone through your headspace. Yeah. And uh, she, as a character choice, was like, well, I want to be able to message to everybody something, some bit of information I've just learned. And technically, the spell wouldn't work in a way where it's like she can just do it willy nilly and be able to communicate with everybody about it but i was like okay no that's cool you like it i like it it'll only differentiate in a battle sequence but for the most part you can communicate telepathically with everybody um they cannot communicate back to you necessarily but that's that's the way we're gonna do it she was like all right that's cool and we all lived happily ever after. <laughs> so, and especially because spell spellcasters are always so hindered by, like, spell slots. Yeah. And uh, all their cool spells are, like, higher up. I'm like, if you can give them a chance to just play around with it story-wise, yeah. they're always going to be a lot happier. And they're not going to feel like the lamos in the party who have to, like, wait to do their cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. This this comes up a lot, I think, with as well with, like... um. I I mean definitely with like for instance prestidigitation uh, it like basically lists a million different ways you can use it and then says like you it can't be in more than a five foot cube if if you put it it lasts for this amount of time and I'm like what it I mean you just do a magic thing <laughs> like it's just a small magic yeah. thing and also. Uh, there's some really good stuff I read online about uh, uh, someone who had a wizard who was a conjurer and would always use magic, minor conjuration to do stuff like um, uh, what what is it that like does like does, is it salt that like reacts with acid or something I can't I can't think but like well basically though those that he had this conjurer who would always like you know create like I don't know salt to um, harm something in creative ways 
yeah and it was you know i i think you just you just run with it even though probably mana conjuration is like uh just you know if it reacts with something it just it just ceases to exist or something but yeah it it feels like uh in D and i i always play i usually play spellcasters so this is why i Same. have such a love and adoration toward them is it feels like the rules are more in place to make sure that you're not op yeah. But at yeah. the same time, they hinder you, hinder you from being just pee. <laughs> oh, but the uh, but but then at the at the exact same time, the rules are what make certain characters overpowered. For example, a coffee lock, a sorcerer warlock combination, where you can generate endless spell slots um, by not sleeping, and you've got things that prevent you from not taking exhaustion. That is a perfect example of when the rules can break a character. And make it overpowered as fuck. And in my opinion, no, <laughs> you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. One of my one of my per- one of my personal rules is that warlock spell slots um, are completely separate to everyone else, and they cannot be used in conjunction with any other spellcasters' um, spellcasting abilities you might have for that exact reason. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like it makes sense because oofty dofty. I've never heard of that. Uh like the the combo uh but it makes sense and i, I don't like it <laughs> like it's not they don't ever need to sleep and they can genuinely have uh, infinite spell slots and i'm not okay with it so no <laughs> not going to happen <laughs> yeah i think yeah a lot of the time with the with rules i just like i don't know i just like to do like i, I think that yeah there are times where the rules make the game more fun like a lot of the time the rules make the game more fun the rules make the game but at the same time, there are certain situations where I'm like, you know what would be cool? If, like, they had the ability to make a dancing flame boy that was there to burn people up. And the flame boy went and did a fun dance in front of the person they were going to burn up, which entranced them into dancing. And so they danced themselves in a fiery flame to death. I don't care if the rules say I can't do that. I think that that would be dope as hell. And I'll make it happen. Are you, are you okay? No, I went <laughs> on a tangent where my brain just made up a little image and I needed to describe it. And then I realized that no one knows what's in my brain but me. And I barely know what's in my brain. So, about the rules then. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fair. I, don't, I know that this was like from the fucking start of the thing. What were your rules on like... what? Like, you asked us this fucking... Sophie's choice ass thing ah. with the whole like what are you gonna do with your dead friend? I think it would depend heavily on the player and where where they were in the campaign. For example, if they've just started um playing as that character, then that character's probably gonna die with no emotional impact. So I don't feel too bad about letting that happen. Um if it is halfway through the campaign and the characters are at that sort of we're in we're in the comfortable range of we can take pretty much most things, but we're not at end game level just yet. Then they've always got they should have enough gold to potentially buy a revive or anything like that if they if they can find one. Um, I think at the start and the end of the game, that's when I would say if you die, unless you've got the cler- a cleric with revivify at hand, then coming back is going to be extremely difficult for you right now. Middle of the game, it's kind of, it, it depends on where they are. But in the terms of in that exact scenario where no one is able to help that character and they've got a higher chance of dying than they do of living, I think it just depends. If that player is happy to sit on their hands and not do anything for a while and the dice fall where the dice fall, then absolutely. But if they're really upset about it, if they really don't want it, then to me it's just a game at the end of the day. It's no different than playing Spider-Man on the PS4 or 
Watch Dogs 2 or whatever you're, whatever game that you're playing. I don't know why I said those games. Um, <laughs> I, now, I'm just, now I'm just thinking about Spider-Man, which I'm not able to play because I'm poor as dirt. I know. Um, I know it just that. depends. At the, at the end of the day, it's a game. And at the end of the day, I want everyone to have fun. And if the, a character dying and not being able to play for the rest of the session is, is not going to be fun for them, then someone comes in to save them. Rules can be... Yeah. The whole point of this um, discussion today is rules mm-hmm. can be broken someone can always come in and help them someone get can maybe you know throw a healing potion across the room as a reaction <laughs> and it just happens to land in that guy's mouth or just enough to keep them holding on just something like that i'm not going to say it would happen every single time a character is on death saves but in important moments yeah. it is a good point to note that everyone has fun everyone's having fun and everyone has friends and it's not gonna it's not the end of the world if you if a character survives it's really not I also like the 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 example of like yeah, a character like can throw uh, a healing potion from one end of the room to another and just get enough of a trickle for them to like wake up, like shit like that. That is not really in the like. It, I th- I think that's like that's a nice kind of like halfway point of in the rules. That's probably not a thing, huh? Like that's probably not like a mechanic that they're like yeah, let's let's give you a table on how that's gonna work. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you can like still base it on rules, like we were saying earlier, like like give like a ranged attack i guess and see like what your what your range is on it and see if that's gonna even slightly be possible so it's still kind of basing it in rules yeah but for something that is technically not supposed to be in the game it's like can i use uh, if a wizard can use their reaction which is you know a split second to cast counter spell then why on earth can um can the the ranged the ranger that is incredible at throwing daggers or the rogue etc why can't they just quickly fling a healing potion why isn't that a thing it's not in the rules per se but if they're able to do it and they're able to do it quickly enough just make the simple make the simple d20 roll and if you do it then yahoo <laughs> then yeah fucking you man yahoo <laughs> yo um. But yeah, we're doing all the video games today. Uh, yeah, we're this is a video game and uh, old cult movie podcast. Now it's good. It's a good <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm kind of angry that you referred to Mean Girls <laughs> as an old cult movie. It's from this century. It's yeah, not cult. Well, it's, it's, well, it's, it's cult, but it's not old. It is a cult film. It's not I mean, old. Like, it's, it's old ah, from like now. It is old. Not to my not wee to sister me. was like, oh, I know. Like my wee sister came up to me. She's like twelve. She's eleven or twelve. She, she's eleven or twelve. Look, one of those. Ages. Wow. She came up to me and she was like, she was so proud that she had like heard of Mean Girls. She's like, oh, I know of the film that you watched when you were young. I'm like, okay, well, thank you for making me feel like a billion, but okay. Because what I will say is, technically, Mean Girls is a period piece because it is set in 2004, and you would have to do research in order to make sure that you're getting everything accurately. And that's what I love. <laughs> It's still this side of the century. <laughs> a cult, an old cult movie would be Kill Bill or Pulp Fiction or whatever. Don't make me no, feel old. No, it's technically it's time. technically period. It's technically cult. That's so good. And I can say that because I I studied this. I'll in give you cult. I'm not taking old. <laughs> I'm not taking old. Let's just say this: if 2004 Emily was in this podcast right now, she would be. In the but either in third or fourth grade, I would be nine and years talking old. Talking about Dungeons and Dragons, and probably go oh. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> what a nerd! <laughs> I'm gonna go yes. play with my mm-hmm. Spider-Man things. So that makes it old. <laughs> it does make it old. It's old. 
Where we have to live in our truth. Our truth is that we are growing older now, and day by day, our mortality is more and more faced. That's that's how I stay young, though. I stay young by DMing for younger people, so I get to feel part of them. Um, <laughs> So when I'm when I'm each each year you year you shed your old group and get a new group a year younger. When I am eighty and playing, I don't know, twenty fifth edition or something, um, then I will still be playing with like twenty five year olds being like, Yes, you can do that. Oh, I'm having a heart attack. Oh I don't know why my accent would have changed but two thousand four hey, hey. wasn't that long ago. Whereas <laughs> the other day. Have you heard of the mean girls? <laughs> then it will be old. <laughs> 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 oh what will D D be like in the future? Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be an episode. Bards will still suck. I'm gonna burst you. Bards are lovely. Look. I uh like Crit Chat as an institution does not endorse all this reckless bard bashing. <laughs> I do. Yeah, but you're an individual. You're not the, the... I don't know why we're a corporation now, but now apparently we're a corporation. Crit Chat corporation limited Crit incorporated. LTD. Crit Corp is very good. I would just like to throw my hat in once again to say I feel the same way about bards as the way I feel about Rick and Morty. I hate the fans. <laughs> hate the fans. I don't like the fans of Rick and Morty, but I love the idea of the characters that could be made. So, in essence, because I play a bard in half damage, in half damage. I hate myself. But my opinion about bards is the same as my opinion about pineapple on pizza. Don't do oh. it. Oh fuck you! <laughs> oh oh no! You see, my opinion on uh, my opinion on bards is also the same as my opinion on pineapple on pizza, and it's. Uh, Nice. How do I leave? How, how do I leave this? How do I get out? Uh, it's a hang-up kind of feature. Uh, well, you know what? Just as well, because this is the end of the episode. We left on a high note of pizza and bards, so that's fine. Uh, we have to wrap up now because I have to go to a D and D session. And Adam, do you as well? No. Not anymore. Okay, well, fuck. Okay, well, this is going to be awkward and terrible. Let's go. We've got plugs. Plugs this week. Uh, Alfred, you have plugs. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash PannyBlue. Pretty, uh, I think tomorrow for the people on the stream, uh, we'll be playing some uh, Stardew Valley, I think. Fun. Stardew it's good. Valley. Oh, I love yes. that game. It's so good on oh, the Switch. Yeah. It is so One good day I'll on have the Switch. Switch. Uh, One day I will have a Switch. I'll Probably not until the next Nintendo console. Yeah, same. I would like to promote that on the Switch, I completed year one of Stardew <laughs> Valley <laughs> with the Community Center. Yeah. And it made my life. It was very I good. cried human tears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's good. God. It's really good. That's so good. But yeah, so yeah, we're yeah, we're all anyway. playing that tomorrow. You can find it on Alfred's channel at uh twitch.tv forward slash penny blue, or you can find it at mine at twitch.tv forward slash a teacup gamer. Is it multiplayer? Uh, yeah, Ooh, it is yeah, now, it's, yeah. It's a beta for Oh, I, um, I might join. Yeah, I'm, right. I may have to join you on that one. Oh, it's so good oh, me me alfred and emily are playing right now and uh just essentially well no me and emily are ruining each other slash everyone else's lives um and alfred is just trying to farm <laughs> <laughs> it's very good so i just like pickling that. vegetables he just likes pickling he's just in his farm pickling and doing his nice boy things while we're fucking with everything Aww. It's a very good show. I feel your pain. Um, All I would want to do is farm too. <laughs> no. 
it's fucks with people day um but yeah uh for crit chat you can find us on twitter at crit underscore chat and talk to us there by tagging us or using the hashtag crit chat you can also like our facebook page at facebook.com for slash crit chat that one is all one word or hop over to our patreon with crit chat again all one word uh wherever you're listening you can go into the description and find our discord channel as well as the link to our soundcloud you can listen to and download previous episodes and give us a like and a follow you can also find us on itunes by searching crit chat and podcast and leave us a five star review for the five star show and be sure to follow ATCUP Gamer on Twitch if you want to see us live on Tuesdays at 5pm BST or catch us on your podcast apps on Saturdays. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Regina George. <laughs> I've been Alfred. I've been Emily or the other characters in Mean Girls. I don't know any Mean Girls <laughs> characters. That is so fetch. Richard. <laughs>